before we get into the video, shout out to our sponsors, Subside Clothing Brand. Subside is a new, up-and-coming clothing brand established in Bristol that is looking to add something different with their clean designs that celebrate their roots. You can find the link to all their social medias in the description of this video. From the Terrace Podcast and Subside Clothing Brand, it's a match made in heaven. Support the boys, support the grind, shop Subside. Hello and welcome back to the From the Terrace podcast and to another edition of Champ Talk. We have just discussed the final riveting day of championship football in which the relegation race was uh, quite spectacular. But now it is time to discuss the playoffs. The play- playoffs, the most expensive game in football coming at the end of these two-legged affairs. Regan, the teams we have involved. Brentford, who came third place. Swansea, who came fourth. Barnsley, who came fifth, and Bournemouth, who came sixth. The first ties to be played on Monday the 17th of May. But before we get into those ties, Regan, I just want you to give me a little summary of your thoughts just before we get into these predictions on each team, how their season's been, you think their strengths, their weaknesses, how you think they're going to perform. We'll start off in sixth. We'll build our way up. Bournemouth. Thoughts on their season as a whole? Did they surpass expectations? Have they sort of met them with you? And what do you see as their strengths and their potent- and potential weaknesses going into this playoff setup? I think overall they met my expectations, but towards a midway point, uh, based on where they were, they've exceeded, I'd imagine, a lot, of pe- a lot of people's expectations because the run they went on from like March onwards up until like late April, May, absolutely brilliant. They were, even though Norwich were on a tear, they probably were the best team in the league uh, for most point for most points of that of that um, of that two month period, and that's what that's what's scaring me about about this thing going to playoff. That's probably one of the strengths that um, I'm going to say is that they they've shown moments where they they are the best team in this league, and obviously they're quite an experienced team. They have Premier League experience, have experience on big occasions. So if you put them against a team, for example, like a like a younger Swansea team or a an inexperienced Barnsley team, I'd probably give Bournemouth an edge. But a weakness is the fact that, A, they're going up against Brentford in the first round, and B, the, their form over the last three games, I'm not sure if that's, they took their foot off the gas a bit, but their recent form has been absolutely awful. Because I'd imagine, they, if anything, they probably wanted to win that last game um, against Stoke, just play against Swansea other than Brentford. But... Um, yeah, I think that's the slight. The thing that's slightly worrying me is the fact that their recent form, especially going up against a team that is obviously on form right now. Um, but I'd say overall, it's an it's a it's a mediocre season. But based on where they were and where they are now, and the journey they went on from basically the turn of the new year, um, I've got good credit to them. So it'd be interesting to see if what 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 style of Bournemouth come out in the playoffs. Yeah, I think I completely, I completely agree with most things you said there on Bournemouth. I think you're right. It was a team who were up there around the top two at one earlier points in the season. And you thought, rightly so, that is a team full of quality. You think of David Brooks. You think of Dan Juma, who's coming to his own this season. Dom Slanky, obviously, he's not been the most prolific in his career, but at championship level, he's still expecting to score some goals. Lux of Lewis Cook in midfield, you've got their injury. They added in January the likes of Ben Pearson. They've got Chris Metham at the back, but they've also got that experience of Begovic and Steve Cook. Like I said, there's quality throughout that Bournemouth team, which I don't think anyone is doubting. The doubts come with, like you said, they had to put a ridiculous run of form together to even get into the playoffs. And then since that run of form, when they confirmed the pl- pretty much confirmed the players, they've lost three in a row. 
you do wonder where the mentality of that side is. You don't know which Bournemouth's going to turn up. And I think I agree, that is the weakness with this Bournemouth team. They've got all of the quality in the world. You'd say in that, you'd say in those four teams, the team's got the most quality throughout the pitch and in depth is Bournemouth. However, can they replicate it into this mini season with a manager who has done well at points, but also struggled in his managerial career. He's not the most experienced. How's he going to deal with the situation? I think the yeah, like we've said, the cover, the, the worry for Bournemouth going into this is the inconsistency. Strength is their squad and the depth they have. Going on to fifth place, Barnsley. I mean, we all know that was a massive surprise to see them in the playoffs. We, me, me and you, Regan, in our preseason predictions, actually thought they would do quite well this season. We thought they would kick on, but we thought that'd be under a different manager. And we didn't think they did this well. They are now fifth in the play, fifth place in the league. They're in the playoffs. Summary of how Barnsley have done this season, and once again, their strengths and weaknesses for you. Absolutely brilliant. Probably my probably my team of the season, in all honesty, because like you said, no one predicted to, for them to be where they are, and now they have a chance of going to the Premier League with, we've got to be honest, a kind of mediocre team, and um, and I think that's what's. I think it could be a, a strength and a weakness is that it's a mediocre team, but the spirit they show every single game, I don't think I've seen many like it, in all honesty. The togetherness they have on the pitch. You've got, also, to, you've got to give credit to Valerie and Ismail for that, haven't you? Like, oh, just, yeah, 100%. The, what yeah. he's put together there has been unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. The togetherness they show is unbelievable, but at the end of the day, it's a mediocre team, which is possibly a weakness for them when you come up against, I know the first one, they've got a pretty decent Swansea team to come up against. But... Uh, yeah, I, I I don't really know what to say about Barnsley because throughout this whole season we've been could they do it? Oh, hang on, they're moving up the table, moving up ninth, eighth. They got chance of a playoffs. Oh my God, they're in it now. And since then they've been absolutely brilliant. They've slipped up occasionally, like the game against Preston. They look no nothing like, um, but they look like Barnsley last season in the Preston game, if I had to say. But I think they they've done absolutely brilliantly, and I I like to see them go out, out of any team just because. That they're the, they're the unsung heroes, pretty much. They're the it's the underdog story, and I, I'd like to see them go up. But it's the individual quality that that's got me worrying. But the togetherness is there, and it's my team this season by far. And I just really I really hope they if they don't if they don't go up as long as they make a good name for themselves in the playoffs, and they keep the majority of their players next season. If they don't go up, then I could see them floating and around there because for that team and that quality of players, I think that's a major achievement. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. Once again, you hit the nail on the head. It's the weakness is obviously the, the 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 individual quality of players. The strength is the togetherness, the team unit, the philosophy that uh, Ismail has put together, and how they do win these tight matches. And I want to, I want to touch on that. Barnsley are very good at winning close games. They're very good at beating top six sides. And what have you got here? You've got a lottery of playing top six sides. Barnsley have been great at that. Um, they they make it hard. They make it difficult for teams. And once you, when you stop teams from getting in their flow, especially in this playoffs, as I know, um, that is that is probably the first step to victory. So Barnsley have got. I think they've got the psychological advantage over everyone here. They've got the togetherness. They've got the unity. That everyone's new. That every neutral's pick. Everyone wants Barnsley to go up, um, apart from maybe some Premier League fans who don't fancy a trip to Oakwell next season. But yeah, Barnsley are. Um, They've they've done they've done absolutely brilliant this season and, and that is the thing we we just no one expected them to be here. It's a free hit for them. That may seem a bit of a cliche to say, 
because of the money that is potentially on offer for a football club. It could transform Barnsley Football Club to get that money. It does feel like a free hit for them, though. No one would have expected them here. And for their players, they're just going to go out and you'd, you'd expect them just to go out and enjoy it and just put in 100% effort because they've not dropped below those standards at all this season. The next one, Regan, is Swansea. Now, I feel like we may have a bit of a different, a completely different vibe to how we felt with Barnsley to Swansea. They did improve on last season's finish. However, maybe with where they were halfway through the season, the end has been disappointing, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. Yeah, I'd say that if I, if I was to say like what this team out of the four, it's probably the wild card for me, just because of how inconsistent they are. Um, because we've seen their quality sometimes, but ultimately the games we've seen them lose, they like lose badly. Like even though it's a, for example, the two nil game against Watford, it's only two nil, but they were really they weren't good at all in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they are my wild card. But is it is, is it a successful season? Yeah, I mean they made it to the playoffs, and that's their goal. Uh, I'm guessing. So I'd say is a I said is a success, but based on where you were. Uh, a long a long part of the season because I remember it was around like uh, no, November time stuff like that when they're really floating around there I was like this team this team could get top two and I think we made our mid-season one to say that I don't I don't think Swansea are going to escape from that top two because there was they was so far clear and then they just went I think that that's the worrying thing about them is that it's similar to Bournemouth that we don't know what Swansea team are going to sharp on the day um, they're obviously they're for the most part defensively sound, which I suppose going against um, highly competitive teams is probably is a good thing to have. But I, yeah, I I know we talked to it before, but I can't really see them do do much in this playoffs. And out of all the four teams, I can probably see only ruled out one, and that is Swansea. Um, but it'd be interesting what happens because similar to Bournemouth, they could bring out their their Swansea of old and be absolutely brilliant. But it's just a matter of if. Exactly, and I think it got to the point when we, you mentioned that top two race. It got to the point in which Swansea were in January or February. They were halfway through the season, having conceded thirteen goals. It felt like, as 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 the chasing pack, us and Watford at the time, it felt like they're never going to let us in here. We we don't have a chance. It just felt like no matter what, they were just winning games and they weren't conceding goals. If you're not conceding goals, what's going to happen? It did. Fight. We saw that little drop off though. And then the goals started coming in and flooding in. You wouldn't say the defence is particularly good anymore. Um, obviously, the players don't change, but it just feels like they have hit bad form at the wrong time, haven't they, Swansea? And that is why, for me, also, they're the team I would, if you had to rule out one, I'd rule them out. But obviously, we can, you can never do that in the playoffs. They're, they deserve to be in the playoffs for a reason, and they were a great team for the majority of the season. But they always say you want to be in form when you go into these this playoffs. And... Um, Swansea aren't particularly that, and I feel like their style very much relied on that being so solid at the back. And now they don't have that; they're not exactly scoring loads of goals. So it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, for me, I agree with what you've said about Swansea. I, I don't think um, I think they are going to struggle against Barnsley. We'll get onto those predictions in a minute. And I don't think they are particularly a massive threat in this playoff race. But they do have quality like Andre Ayew. I mean, and Connor Hurahan been there, done it. They've got the chance. Of course they have. Um, finally, we're going to finish on Brentford. Um, I came third place. And I think there's um, 
you talk about Swansea not being in form going into the playoffs. Well, Brentford are exactly that. They are in form going into the playoffs. They are, I believe, 12 unbeaten since they lost to Norwich um, in that game back in, I believe, February or March. A lot of draws in there, but Regan, in terms of the most recent games, Brentford have been winning, winning, winning. Thoughts on them, strengths, weaknesses, how do you think they'll do? I don't know why, but I feel like in some in some sort, this is kind of a a mess a mess season for Brentford, just because of the 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 quality they've shown for what seems to be the the majority of the season. They, they were they were top, even though it was for like ten days or something like that. They were top of the league, and for the majority, for the most part, I feel like Brentford have been one of the best. Well, they have been one of, if not the best team in the champ. It's just that little period where they went through a lot of uh, injury worries, etc that re- really hurt them. But I suppose now they're back to full fitness and we can see what they do. Um, if anyone's saying that Brentford are not the favourites going to this playoffs, I think that you're absolutely crazy because the recent form they've been on against and the results they've got against teams that were fighting for stuff like Watford, even against Rotherham and obviously against Bournemouth, uh, they, they've won all their games. And obviously they have the playoff experience, even though their two best players last season aren't there. But aren't are you ugly what? You've arguably got a better striker than Ollie Watkins, and that's probably going to cause us to stir a few people. But on statistics-wise, Ivan Tony is a better championship striker. Um, but yeah, it, it's a, it's, it's yeah, it's a weird to say it's a mess season because what of what could have been and what we've seen it that that it's a top two team pretty much. Um, but yeah, they're, they're obviously my favourites to win. And if I bat them last season, then I don't think you're going to be surprised with how I bat them this season either. I think with Brentford, your strengths you've got. A team who's been there, they've they've been through this period before, so you think they've got that experience, they can learn from it. Um, they've obviously got an unbelievable team in terms of quality. Like you said, really, they should have been top two this season. They just let themselves down at key stages. And um, they have got a squad that is much... Just, we're, we're hearing rumours of Rico Henry, who's been out for a long time now and is a vital part of the uh, team could be back for the playoffs and I think he was actually probably is going to be back and he was rested for those final two game weeks to make sure he's back. Obviously the absence of Josh De Silva. Strengths, the quality in the side, no doubt. Like I said, they've got the previous experience of being there. They've got the top scorer in the division of all time. So that always gives you an opportunity, doesn't it? Weaknesses for Brentford. They bottle the big stage. And this is the problem with Brentford. And I think this is the only reason anyone would not would, would put against Brentford winning this. Because in terms of the team this season, they are by far the best team in this playoff race. Problem is, they bottled it last season. And once again, Regan, like we mentioned, they bottled the top two this season. And they really did. And although I give unbelievable credit to Thomas Frank and that squad for dealing with the injuries they've had and getting to that position in the first place, Regan, this form that we've been on the last three or four games, brilliant, unbelievable, playing some liquid football, smashing teams, beating Bournemouth with 10 men. Before that, they drew to Huddersfield, drew to Nottingham Forest, drew to Birmingham. When the pressure was on and there was still a chance of top two, that is the exact thing that happened last season. Brentford played unbelievable without pressure. But once there was eyes on them and pressure to perform, they ultimately bottled it. And I think that we all know that is the weakness of this Brentford side. But that sums up the four teams who are involved. The first game, Regan, we're going to kick off our predictions. We're going to go game by game, leg by leg. It is Brentford versus Bournemouth at the Vitality, the first game, um, on Monday, May the 17th. Who do you think, how do you think that game is going to go? Score prediction for the first leg. 
scorers. Let's, let's get some detail in there. I think that the, I think the first game, mainly for both legs, is going to be quite a cagey one where I'd imagine that the teams are going to try and feel each other out for most parts. Be like, okay, this is your weaknesses, these are your weaknesses, etc. And when we come to the second leg, we know what we're going for, etc. But I can't look past a team that beat the team they're playing against with one less man. Um, uh, but I do think that I've already mapped it out in my head about what the scores are going to be. Um, I'm, I'm going to go for 1-0. Once again, Brentford win. Uh, and it'd be, it's silly for me to not say Ivan Tony is going to, is going to score. But I'm, I'm not going to go against him. I, I, no, I am going to go against him. I'm going to say Brian and Buemo. I don't know, because he's a crap footballer, awful footballer. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I feel it's going to be an Ivan Tony assist to Brian and Buemo, and I think it's going to be a one-nil Brentford in the in the first leg. He's going to celebrate oh. just like that. He's going to celebrate just like that. Good old Brian. Um, I'd very much take that. In terms of my prediction for that game, like I, I agree with Regan, it's going to be a cage affair. Pressure, pressure is although. Um, Brentford are the team who are have done the best this season, and the team in third place, and there's always that pressure there. Massive pressure on Bournemouth to get back into the Premier League because we know as the seasons go on, it gets harder and harder to get back. And they would have ultimately, a lot of their fans expected promotion at the beginning of the season. So there's that pressure there on them too. I think it's going to be a tight affair, like Regan said. Um, I'm also going to go for a 1-0. We've agreed a lot on this. I'm going to go for 1-0 Brentford too. I'm going to, I like the Brian and Boimo prediction, but I've got a feeling this is, this is dogged. This is going to be horrible. This is going to be like, we don't know. The game's going to be terrible. I think it may come down to a set piece. And with that set piece, means that I think uh, I'm going to go for a bit of an out-there prediction. I think Ethan Pinnock is going to get the goal for Brentford. I'm going to go for a 1-0 win for Brentford too. And what I'm making sure if I do these predictions, I'm taking, although obviously it's try hard not to get a bit of bias in there, I'm trying to take my pessimistic Brentford hat off because we know I have one and trying to go footballing-wise how I think these games will definitely go. Brentford have done the double over Bournemouth this season. So that gives them the psychological advantage, although it didn't give them that psychological advantage against Fulham in the Wembley last season, did it? But um, yes, yeah, so we've both gone for 1-0 wins in the first leg for Brentford. The totality. The first game in the other leg, Regan, is at Oakwell, Barnsley-Swansea, kicking off just after the Brentford game. How do you see that one going? Predictions, please. Well, if I'm saying the cagey affair is going to be for this game, uh, for the Brentford game, I think this is going to be the cagiest affair possibly of all time in yeah. this match. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of midfield battles, a lot of uh, interchanges in possession. I don't think there's going to be a clear winner. In, well, based on my prediction, I don't think there is going to be a winner in in the first leg. I think it's going to be probably a nil-nil, in all honesty, because I think that's just what these teams are going to do. They're going to take it relatively relatively safe-ish for the first leg, uh, I think it's going to be a nil-nil. And surprisingly, there's, I'm not going to predict a goal scorer because there's not going to be one. Fair enough. And I completely agree with the two teams you're seeing here. The first leg affair, always a bit more cagey. Um, Barnsley, the interchange of possessions, you're completely right. However, I've just got... Now, my, my head would say, go and agree with you. My feeling, my thought that I've got here, Barnsley despite a couple of blips, have been unbelievable form. They get at you early. Swansea, down on confidence. Been struggling of late. The defence isn't what it used to be. I think Barnsley are going to absolutely blast this tie open. I'm going to go 
for a very controversial Barnsley free Swansea nil at Oakwell. <laughs> I, I know it may sound insane. Barnsley are teams who, who don't blow teams away particularly, but I just think I've just got this feeling of the psychological advantage Barnsley can have over Swansea at the moment. Swansea, like I said, out of form, not being the best that you feel like. I don't know what it is. Just Swansea, just everything seems to be dragged down a bit at the moment. I know everything resets for the playoffs, but I've just got that feeling, Regan. You've gone with your head. You've gone smart. I've gone dumb, but I'm happy to stick by that moral. I'm going to go for Barnsley free Swansea nil. We're going to go for a we're going to go for a Chaplin goal. We're going to go for an Alex Mowat goal, and why not throw in the man Daryl DK because that's what he does. I'm going to go for free nil Barnsley. Now the second leg. This is where things get decisive. Brentford versus Bournemouth on the Saturday at the Brentford Community Stadium. Regan, you've gone for one nil on the first leg. How's the second leg going to go? Not very exciting. I don't think. I don't think this could be very exciting. I think it's going to be similar to. Um, kind of similar to the first leg where I think Bournemouth will try to attack Brentford because obviously they have to um, but I think it's going to be a draw I think it's going to be a one-all draw and I think uh, that Ivan Tony will score in this game I was thinking to go something like I don't know Matthias Jensen or absolutely just chuck a massive shout out there maybe even David Rea gets to the end of a header at the last minute who knows um, but I'm going to go for I'm going to go for a one-all draw I think Ivan Tony will score and for Bournemouth, just because that he's not been great, I think that. No, you're not. No, I was gonna say Dom Solanke, but I, I can't get. I can't. I can't fathom myself to say it. So I'm gonna say probably their best player this season. I'm gonna say Dan Juma. So one off, but Brentford advance. I Regan, and I'm gonna go on similar lines in terms of I think it's gonna be a close affair. However, I think there's goals in this one. I think, but Bournemouth, like you said, have to attack Brentford if Brentford do have that advantage. Like we said, Brentford like playing on the counter-attack, always a threat of scoring goals. Brentford have been very good at the back recently. However, we know they never make it easy for themselves. I can see this as again Brentford being in control of and then Bournemouth just getting back, getting back and making it a very nervy last few minutes. So I'm actually gonna go for a Brentford two, Bournemouth two in this game and I'm going to join I'm going to go with Dan Juma I'm going to go with Dom Solanke for Bournemouth for Brentford I'm going to go for an Ivan Tony Brace the man scores goals you can't bet against him but yeah I think this is going to be a very tight affair um, but I actually disagree in terms of how it would be cagey I think it's going to be free flowing it's going to be absolute mayhem and it's going to be one but it's not going to do my heart any favours Brentford not really progressed to the final, though. We both agree on that. Now, the second leg, Regan, you've gone for Swansea nil, Barnsley nil in the first leg. I've gone for 3 0 Barnsley. So, how's the second leg going to play out for you? Who's going to normally progress between the two? I'm still, I know I said that I've had it all, I have it all set up in my head, but I, I, I generally don't know. I genuinely don't know. Um, I think that this game is going to be another goal fest. Um, well, in your eyes, a goal fest because mine, my first prediction is definitely not a goal fest. Um, <laughs> I am going to go for Swansea two, Barnsley two. So that means it's going to go to extra time and penalties. And in extra time and penalties, God. in extra time and penalties, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think that Jamal Lowe is going to send Swansea to the playoff final. Oh, okay. 
So you can, so Regan, uh, well, this is the thing. This is what happens with predictions. You've said in your preview, you think, oh, Swansea, they're the team I'm ruling out in terms of winning this playoff place. But you put them in the final. And I know why it is. Feelings and emotions take over in football. And that is what the playoffs is all about. So we'll allow you to have it. He's gone for Swansea to win on penalties against Barnsley. Obviously, I'm disagreeing. I've gone for Barnsley 3-0 on the first leg. I think the second leg will be Barnsley just trying to spoil things, spoil things, spoil things. And they're very good at that. They've done it to a lot of the big teams this season. Swansea will have to go at them and probably will score. So I'm actually going to go for a 1-0 Swansea in the second leg. But Barnsley will do enough and they'll just see it out and ultimately go through. That means for me, it is Brentford versus Barnsley in the final. For Regan, it is Brentford versus Swansea. Now, Regan, you've been given first. How is the final going to go? Who's being promoted to the Premier League? This seems very reminiscent of uh, of last season because I said Fulham versus Brentford in the final, and you said Fulham versus um, it was it Swansea and whatever. Um, I mean, I'm going to stick to the fact. I know this is going to ruin my prediction, but I'm going to stick to the fact that I still don't see Swan Swansea as as a contender. I know I bat them against Barnsley. That's just because that I think that. They will be Barnsley, but at the end of the day, I can't see them be promoted, especially against a, a team that's brilliant. And I think that every single season we've done Champ Talk in the past two years, I've said the same thing. I've literally said from January last year, when Fulham were in it, Brentford are going up. And I've said it probably since December this uh, December 2020, Brentford are going up. And um, it'd be silly for me to change now based on the fact that they're on, they're on. And I hate to say it because that whole chart of bees up, full and down is actually probably going to come true. Bees because up, full and down. Absolutely disgrace. But yeah, I, I can't see anything else other than, uh, from the Brentford win. This might take, might take extra time again, just like last year. But ultimately, I think the Brentford just have the quality. And I'm, I'm not going to say Ivan Tony's going to score. And I don't know why... I think it's because who I'm is going a... down, Regan? This is a big decision. Who is going down in Brentford history? Am I really going to say it? Who's the name that is going to be screamed on the Sky Sports commentary? Who is it? I've got, <laughs> I've got a man in mind, and I think you may have the same man in mind. I don't, I don't think we do. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think we do because I know what you're thinking. You're thinking I'm thinking Pontus Janssen. No, 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 no. no it's not not. Um, I've got uh, one man in mind who's taking Brentford to the Premier League, but who's? I think it's Sergi Canos. Regan, we have the exact same man <laughs> in mind who is taking Brentford to the Premier League. Sergi Canos, a man who has had his critics at his time at Brentford, been at Brentford years. I think he's been there the longest out of the current squad. A man who shows passion, a man who shows drives, and that is a man who's going to put his name on the end of things. So you going one 0 Brentford? Is that your scoreline, Regan? Uh. Or is there maybe someone who's just going to finish it off with a little bit of spice at the end? Or yeah. I'll, 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 I'll go 2-0 Brentford. And I think that the, the, the siding goal, probably in the last few minutes, will be Sergi Canos. OK. He's gone for a 2-0 Brentford win, has Regan against Swansea. Brentford versus Barnsley, of course, for me. Now, the three at the back system, I think, plays into Brentford's hands. Now, but they've shifted to. Uh, Barnsley did an unbelievable job at shutting Brentford down. As we know, that actually started off Barnsley's run that has got them to where they are today. Um, unbelievable effort that game. But Brentford did beat them earlier in the season too. It's hard for me this because I, I always say, Regan, and you know this, I say Brentford aren't going up. Brentford aren't going up. Brentford aren't going up. But it's the pessimist in me and I need to think about this logically. And 
in a final that's between, I think the hardest thing for Brentford is getting past Bournemouth, and if they do it, they've got to beat Barnsley. There's no disrespect to Barnsley. I'm so happy for what they've done. And if Brentford don't go up, I'd love to see you lot go up. But Brentford have to win this game. Brentford have to win this game. And like I've said, I think Sergio Camus will be there. It just feels like it's written in the stars. He's had his critics. He's come out and said how it's affected his mental health over the, over um, being injured and then coming back and not being right. But he has come up, he's scoring, he scored some vital goals at the right times. And I think it's just written in the stars for Sergio Camus to do it. I'm going to go tight affair, Regan. It's never going to be a nice one. I'm going to go for Brentford 2, a Barnsley 1. I'm going to go for Brentford to open the scoring. I'm going to go for less. Ivan Tony, he's a man for the big stage. This guy, I think, could is actually the difference between this team of Brentford this season and last season. We've had Ollie Watkins, a great player. We have Ben Rama, great players. But like you said, Regan, that final, they didn't show up, did they? Ivan Tony has got the confidence. He's got the swagger. He's the man for the big moment. And that man believes he's getting to the Premier League. He's done. Whenever he has said he's going to do something, he's done it. I think Ivan Tony's going to do it again. He will score a goal, but Brentford one up. Bournemouth may equalise. Uh, Barnes, Barnsley may equalise, sorry. And we all know it's going to be Regan. You know he's going to come up. Corley Woodrow will be scoring for Barnsley. Um, the man who Brentford fans don't take too, too kindly. But I'm going to go for a Sergi Canos winner. And Brentford, in front of a reduced capacity, but some capacity at that, um, uh, some attendees at that, uh, to win the playoff final. So we've both gone for it. I'm a sucker for it. And I tell you now, I promise you now, if Brentford don't got this season, Next season, I will not be doing this nonsense. I will not be predicting Brentford to go up. I promise I won't do it again. It may seem like bias, but Regan knows I'm a pessimist, but you just can't help but get excited. The nerves are jangling, Regan. It's playoff season. I can't wait for it. Well, I can. Um, that is why I am going out drinking uh, when we play Bournemouth, because I'm going to need it um, to get those nerves down. But anyway, that is our predictions for the championship playoffs. We both think Brentford are going to win, but we're gonna, but they're going to take slightly different routes to that victory. If you did enjoy the video, remember to like it, subscribe to the From the Terrace podcast YouTube channel. Leave us... Oh, God, I'm forgetting. The playoffs are sending me everywhere. Leave us a rating on iTunes. Follow us on Spotify. And me and Regan will see you for the end of season review and the next champ talk <laughs>